You're listening to Rhema for Today. The only thing that's good in us, I'm talking to Christians now, is the fact that Jesus dwells in us. Hallelujah. The fact that we've been born again. The fact that we've become new creatures. Amen. And, and, and having done all, I, we, we just have to say we're unworthy servants. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer series, Volume 3, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I want you to notice the interesting side thought here that Abraham humbled himself before the Lord, referring to himself as dust and ashes. It's good for us to go into the presence of God and just simply get on our face before the Lord. Over in the New Testament, you know, in the third chapter of Ephesians, I like a verse where Paul said, I bow my knees. I bow my knees under the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. In many places in the Bible, we read of certain ones who laid on their faces, the Bible said, before the Lord. Amen. The Bible tells us to humble ourselves, to submit ourselves to God. Remember James, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse? Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Humble yourself, he tells us, before him. Praise God. Amen. Now, I've heard people pray, Lord, make us humble. Well, he's not going to do that. That's one prayer that will never be answered. He's not going to make you humble. He tells you to humble yourself. Amen? When Israel dedicated Solomon's temple, God promised that he would do certain things. Even if they went away in sin, which of course they did. When they returned to God and humbled themselves, he would hear them and would answer them and would restore them. Now notice 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter and the 14th verse. Second Chronicle chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Notice that. Notice that. Shall humble themselves. And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Hallelujah. But notice that he's not going to humble you. He tells you to humble yourself. Now, he may permit some things to happen to you that will humiliate you. But he's not going to humble you. You must humble yourself. So we see here that Abraham humbled himself. Now, from the natural standpoint, there's nothing good in us. Paul said, I don't have any confidence in the flesh. 
Amen. Amen. From the natural, fleshly standpoint, like I say sometimes, some people are always bragging about their family tree. And maybe it never did produce anything but a bunch of nuts. I mean, every one of you got folks that you, kin folks you're ashamed of. And I have too. And you've got kin folks that, you, you know, you wouldn't want me or anybody else to know that they're even kin to you. We don't have anything to brag about from the natural standpoint, folks. You know, I've had, I've seen kinfolk. I'm just speaking natural now, nothing to do with spirituality. Because we'd have a, at least, you know, every year, it's always a custom. Everybody came back home to grandma's. We had Christmas dinner, you know, at least that time. And maybe during the year, I'm not talking from a spiritual standpoint, just a natural standpoint, some member of the family had done something, you know, that sort of humiliated the rest of us, you know. And some of them were just criticizing them. I always learned just keep my mouth shut. Because by, by the grace of God, there goes all of us. Amen. So like some fellow said one time, you know, there's two preachers and here come a, a drunk fellow by. He's just staggering around the other fellow. One of the preachers began to criticize him. The other fellow said, with tears, don't criticize him. Said, by the, but by the grace of God, there I go. Wasn't for the grace of God, you might wind up worse than that. Amen. And so uh, I've, I've, I've seen kin folks, you know, criticizing the others for, for some stunt. You know what I mean by that? That they pulled or something happened, you know. And I've, I've seen them say, I'll tell you one thing. I'd never do anything like that. Before the years out, they had done worse. <laughs> Amen, absolutely, had done worse. Had done worse. No, uh, you, you can't have any confidence in the flesh. And so I'm speaking from the natural standpoint. From the natural standpoint, there's nothing good in us. The only thing that's good in us, I'm talking to Christians now, is the fact that Jesus dwells in us. Hallelujah. The fact that we've been born again. The fact that we've become new creatures. Amen. Amen. And, and, and having done all, I, we, we just have to say we're unworthy servants. Might as well admit it so anyway. Without him, I can do nothing. Without him, I'm a failure. I say it again and again, practically every time I go to the pulpit, some farm or another. Lord, I have no merit on my own to base any answers to prayer. I don't come in my own name. I just show myself over on your mercy because without you, I'm nothing. And that's absolutely the truth. If we feel like we can do it, get all lifted up in pride, pride goes before destruction. I tell about sometime true story. I was preaching 1953 there in Dallas, Texas. And, and uh, there's a fellow, he's in the voice of healing with us, one of the voice of healing preachers. He'd gone out on a little weekend meeting, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night in a church. Now you've got to realize, see, we're talking about 36 years ago and in full, full gospel churches. Back there then, we, you know, we'd have a meeting and you know, you'd have a dozen people saved. Six fields, Holy Ghost thought you had a landslide. See, this is just a church meeting. And, and, and the report went out everywhere. On Saturday night, he gave the altar call. He had 50 people come and get saved. Just in a small church. Think about that. I mean, just unheard of in those days. 
Well, we all you know, rejoiced in that, thank God. And so uh, on Monday then, see that was, he was there and he come, you know, he's in driving distance of Dallas. He drove back home Sunday night after church. And he was in our morning, because he lived there, he's in this morning teaching session at 10 o'clock. Well, after the teaching session was over, everybody's gone, just the pastor and myself and him were standing talking. And so the pastor said, uh, boy, we heard about that Saturday night service. Said somebody said there were 50 that got saved just in this church meeting. Man, we'd been in revival there in that church for several, run it seven weeks, and I guess then been there about five weeks. We hadn't had even 50 people saved in five weeks. But we had a few saved along, and a lot of good things happening. And so I remember when he said that, yeah, he said, that's right, that's right, that's right. Well, this pastor said, I just stood and listened, said, well, we just rejoice about it. And so this, this evangelist reached out and got the pastor's tie. And sort of flipped it like I said, I'll tell you one thing, boy, sort of grinned like a, oh, I, I, I started to say, yeah, I think it's a devilish grin. I'll go ahead and say it. I'll tell you one thing, boy. He said, when I can't get them, nobody can. He didn't get them. Now, I made a note of that. I watched that fella from then on. Down, down, down. Pride goes before destruction. Amen. I said, Amen. Thank God 50 got saved. But you can't take the credit to yourself. That's pride. You're not humbling yourself. Amen. Yeah, boy, if I don't do it, it ain't going to be done. You know, I'm it. If you ever listen to some people, preachers preach, they don't exactly say that. But if you'll read the line all through the sermon, that's there. I'm, I'm it, you know, I'm it. No, we ain't it. Jesus is it. Glory. Amen. I, I don't like for people to introduce me. I, I, you know, once in a while, Ken will anyway. But I don't like people to introduce me. I, I, you know, I, I don't want to brag it on me because I'm nothing. Said I've had people introduce me as a great man of faith. I always get up and say, now I want to correct that. God can't bless error and that's error. He can't bless lies and that's a lie. And some of them even got mad at me because they did, but I have to. I said, in the first place, I'm not a great man, and I'm not a great man of faith. I'm just a man with faith in a great God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Now, there's an important principle, a nugget of truth in this scripture in Genesis 18. Let's get back to it now. When Abraham is interceding for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And certainly that's what he is because according to the dictionary, to intercede means to act between parties with a view to reconciling differences. Well, you see, of course, there is a difference between Sodom and Gomorrah and God. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have a great offer for them this week. That's right. Your book, Jesus' Name Above, Above All, All Names. Names. This is a great book. I did yes. this teaching on the name of Jesus oh, several years back now. Many people don't understand the power in the name of Jesus. I talk about there's power in the name. The name belongs to us. 
that are members of the body of Christ or the church, the ecclesia, how the name came. The name is the key. That's right. The majesty of the name, the name in prayer, he tells us. Now, use his name in prayer. Mm -hmm. It's all in the name. Scriptures and meditations are the last part here. It's all in the name of Jesus. I can't talk enough about this book. It's so important that you get a hold of this, what's in this book. Yes, and your little mini book called Commanding Power. I love that sermon. Yes, I've only preached this sermon three times in in all of the years. I preached it the first time in 1977 Mm -hmm. in Fort Worth, Texas. And then I didn't preach it again until... Oh, about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. This is a powerful little message in this little book. You're going to want to get it. And a CD by you called The Missing Ingredient in Marriage. Yes, I talk about marriage. We've been married for 50... It'll be 55 years in December. In Can December, you 55 that? years. We're still together and we That's still have right. fun together. We do. I talk about some things there. You're going to want to get a hold of this. All of it for a gift of $16 or more. Yes. For the CD and the book. That's right. And the little mini book. That's right. So you just go to the computer right now to rama.org and order it right That's now. That's right. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll free one 888 Faith 99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer series, Volume 3. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.